Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobsher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today. In today's show, we're going to look at how to create bulletproof cash flow. My guest in this episode is Agostino Pintus. Agostino is a multifamily investor, syndicator, and entrepreneur with more than 15 years of experience in real estate. He currently oversees strategic partnerships, capital development, and platform development for Realty Dynamics Equity Partners, an investment firm specializing in multifamily acquisition and asset management services. He's also the subject of the Bulletproof Multifamily Mindset Show a series highlighting topics every multifamily investor should know to build their success, as well as the host of the Bulletproof Cashflow Podcast, a show focused on interviewing the top experts in real estate and the mindset required to build success, all of which can be found on iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook. If you've not, by the way, checked out my new podcast, Cashflow Investing Secrets, I would highly recommend that you do that. It's a shorter show, 10 minutes or less, where I share one concept and or idea at a time, what I've learned from interviewing over 500 Cashflow Ninjas. You could check out the show on your favorite podcast, video, and live streaming platform. We also have an investment group and community for accredited investors. If you're interested to join the group, please visit Cashflow CashflowNinjaInvestorsNetwork.com, and you can also stay informed of everything happening around and inside Cashflow Ninja by joining our Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and type in Cashflow Ninja Community, and you'll find the group. My friend Brian Page has created a cash flow machine generating over $100,000 in six months without owning any real estate. His system consists out of renting properties from property owners and renting them out on Airbnb. His system is so simplistic, it can be managed by virtual assistants and yet so effective and powerful that it predictably generates cash flow every month. Brian and I are hosting a webinar where he shares his system and how it generated over $100,000 in six months for him personally. You can access this life-changing webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash BNB. This is one of the greatest cash flow opportunities I've seen since I've started my podcast. Again, the URL is cashflowninja.com forward slash BNB. Agostino, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for, thanks for allowing me to come on. Greatly appreciate it. Yeah, so so uh, awesome to see you again. I had a lot of fun meeting you and chatting with you at, at a conference that we were at, workshop. It was a lot of fun. Uh, for my listeners that's not familiar with you and what you do, can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with them? Absolutely, absolutely. So my name is Augustino Pintus. I am the host of Bulletproof Cashflow. And uh, we're also uh, part of a group that uh, does uh, deal syndications, right? Uh, Realty Dynamics. And, you know, I was, uh, I was the uh, young kid that really wanted to be an entrepreneur my entire life, right? At nine years old, I started writing code and I knew that, you know what, this is going to be my way to start my own company. I'm going to be a developer. I'm going to, I'm going to work in IT and I'm going, to, I'm going to just be the best developer and, and technologist I could possibly be. And that's what, I, that's what I really aimed for. But instead of following the entrepreneurial route, I ended up going to corporate America. And 
because of that drive and ambition I had as a kid, I was able to rise to the ranks fairly quickly. By the time I was like 27, 28 years old, I was already leaning very large IT teams. And you know, by, by, by 2006, I'm a CIO. I'm running some large IT group, like global IT, and uh, helped take a company public, some really good success in my early 30s doing all that. And, you know, I'm thinking everything's going great. I got, the, I got the nice car. I got the houses. I got multiple cars. I had a little portfolio that I started building of real estate. And the funny thing is, I had no idea why I was doing it. It was like a friend of mine said, hey, you should buy real estate. And we were so flushed with cash because we just went public. I'm like, okay, sure. Why not? So I started buying houses, <laughs> single families and small multifamily, right? Until one day, one day boss comes into my office, hands me the box, put your stuff in the box, get out, you're done. Right. And it was at that point that it felt like an absolute failure. You know, it's, it's one of those things that I, I really worked so hard to help make this company be the, the leader in the industry and they still are today. And I, I'd worked so hard to do that. And, you know, and I, you know, I had, had a lot of, a lot of uh, emotionally invested in this business, you know, and, it felt kind of like a kick in the, in the stomach to suddenly say, all right, get out. You're, you have no, no bearing here whatsoever. Get lost, you know? So from there though, kicked off the 10 dark years is what I call it. And in those 10 dark years, I'm scrambling to try to find a job. I'm jumping from job to job to job. Either I'm landing at companies that totally suck, which is plenty of those out there. Yeah. I'm either, I'm either doing that or I am, um, or you know, trying to trying to find these sh- short term gigs. I'm sending out 500 resumes a week. I swear, easily, right? Yeah. 500 resumes a week just to take. And you know, if you got an email address, you're getting a resume. Like, I don't care. I'm sending it to everybody because I was always itching for that next thing, right? I lost my entrepreneurial way, but it wasn't until I heard about this deal syndication model back in like, 2016. It wasn't even that long ago. And a friend of mine who's a real estate attorney told me about it. I'm like, you know, raising money, pooling money from other people, going out to buy these multifamily assets and why the banks like these assets and why investors like these assets, all the tax benefits, all of the gains that you get from it. It made, it made total sense to me. So I devoted, I decided, you know what? I'm going to stop the, the madness and focus on that. That's what I'm going to be doing from now on. And part of it was I had to make that decision to really, to really decide that I was going to actually do something, right? And, and I think, and that's part of the problems that I had before in those 10 dark years was that there's no decisions being made. I was just getting, I was like lost in, in, uh, in, in a stream of consciousness, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. But once I decided, then I committed to that decision. Now I see the success, right? And, and it's just, it's just been, been a euphoric ride getting from a point where I'm scrambling to find a job or sitting at a Starbucks for nine, 10 hours a day, sending out resumes, worried about, oh my God, uh, I need a job. Otherwise I have no, I feel useless. And that's how most people are, right? That's how we're trained. We're trained that if you don't have a 40 hour job, you're a useless person. And that's totally not the case at all. You know, it's, there's something to say about living life on your own terms and, and living life the way you want to live your life. And, and that's, that's what I do now. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's nothing short of amazing, man. Just love it. Love it. Yeah, I think we all can relate. I mean, I can relate to that too when there are parts, if I look back, where I wasn't living intentionally enough. 
right? Yeah. You kind of like, and I, when you said that, I'm like, man, I went through that too, where you get yeah. clobbered a couple of times. <laughs> you but know, but you know, that's what it took, right? That's what it took. Yeah. It took getting punched in the, in the head. But yep. I, I guess, and you know what though? I think that the, the, what really hit home though is that with these guys, this company specifically, I remember, you know, early on and when I started with the company, they, they would often comment, oh yeah, we made a huge upgrade when we got rid of the last guy and, you know, how, what a great job I was doing for them. And uh, the, the, I mean, I helped change the way they do business. That's, that's my influence on this publicly traded company. It was a big deal, right? From that to now you're out the door, it's, it, you know, it's, it makes, again, going with the flow, right? That's, yep. that's what I did. I, I, it was my fault for leaving my future in the hands of these people that didn't really care about anything yep. but themselves, right? I'm not angry. It helped me out. I'm, I, you know what? I, I would not trade it for anything on this planet. You know, I wouldn't do it. It's awesome now. That's a huge les- lesson for our listeners. Like every single time you just go with the flow and you do what the herd's doing, yeah. Un, and you do it uh, and you live unintentionally, the results, and I just reflect back on my own life, it's not been good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's totally yeah. not been good. So you're originally from Canada. That's right. You, um, is that where you started with the real estate or was that when you came to the US that you, that, that you dabbled in the real estate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, no, I started, it, it's, it's funny. I grew up in a, in a duplex, right? My, my parents owned, owned a... Uh, uh, a duplex and we rented out the back to other people with the intent of raising money. So see, I never really thought about this until now. So I've been a multifamily pioneer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Not really though. <laughs> Not really, but uh, I had no idea about the concept. It didn't really click, you know, it didn't really click, but it didn't really start until very, very late. Um, I was living in Canada, went to school in the States. I put myself through school. Um, I did my undergrad, two master's degrees, all on my own. Uh, I financed everything with credit cards and working two jobs to pay them off a semester at a time. So, uh, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid to work hard. I was used to doing it that way, like basically working two jobs to pay for the previous semester and just charge up the cards all over again. That's how basically financed my way through school, right? Yep. So, uh, but it wasn't really, like I said, until... I started by the time I rose the ranks and became a CIO with this company that I realized like, you know, there's this whole real estate thing. I get cash flow from it. And I thought about this. I'm like, you know, if I'm able to get enough houses, I can protect myself in case things go sideways at this business. Yeah. Now, like I said, at the time, everything was going swimmingly. I was getting paid. I was, everything was, I had the, fa- the fancy cars, I had the big house, I had a, so everything was fine, but I was, but I was scared. I was scared to death that something was going to happen. Because up until that point, there's always, even though I was working, I, I, I rose to the ranks, I've watched other people just get gone. They're just gone the next day, here one day, gone the next. That's how, that's how corporate America works. Again, I'm not angry with it. That's just how it is. Yeah, and uh, and it can happen to anybody, and I knew that it could happen to me, and that's exactly what happened. My 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 problem was I wasn't I I was unable to buy fast enough to get me through the recession, which is roughly when when things started going sideways for me it was in two thousand eight. Yeah, right. So right when in two thousand eight when two thousand eight hit, it was uh, really really bad for me. So that didn't help either, but. That's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, and that's 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 when the syndications kind of come into play too, where you can le- you can leverage 
resources and form a team to kind of scale up. Uh, just to touch on some of the lessons that you learned from the last downturn, what are some of the things that you're cognizant of now that you learned during that time um, and taken with you? Yeah, you know, um, buy for cash flow. You know, there's, there's a reason why we call our show Bulletproof Cash Flow, and that's because we don't buy an appreciation. We don't, we don't buy speculation of anything. We don't do yep. uh, like this Bitcoin stuff. I, I, get, I get people hitting me up all the time to do Bitcoin. I'm not sure why, but, you know, it's all, it's all based on speculation, right? Yeah. I'm hearing about guys that are coming into my market here in Cleveland, and uh, they're paying sixty, seventy thousand 70000 a door when average rents are $500 a month. Here, newsflash, guys. It won't get. So, there's no way to support that. Yeah. <laughs> there's, you can't. It won't, there's no way that $500 a month will support 70,000 a door. People are paying it, right? It's dangerous. Very, yeah. very dangerous, right? We don't buy that way. We're, we buy value add stuff. We, we and we. So we've ever done. Uh, people are buying. There are, there are people that are buying in this market and other markets too. They're buying all in appreciation. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a huge lesson. I think that's where people got clobbered in 2008 was they kept thinking that, you know what, this thing's going to keep on going up and up and up and up. And eventually it will stop. It's going to stop. That's probably the biggest lesson that I can, that I can tell, tell the listeners about is that it has to cash flow no matter what. And that's again, why I like this market. You know, when, when uh, Ohio took a hit back in 08, the, the rents went down just a little bit the values went down just a little bit. You know, it isn't like in like say Chicago where something was once hundred K now it's divided in half and now it's 50 yep. for the same thing. Right. It didn't yep. go down that way here. It might've went down like, you know, the cost mm-hmm. per door might've went down $5,000, $2,000, something like that. Mm-hmm. And your rents might go down the same, the same amount anyway. Yeah. Right? So, and you're still making money. You're still covering the note. You're st- maybe, maybe your return isn't as rich, but you know what? You're able to hold on to the asset and you're, you're able to pay back your, your, your investors and yep. keep everybody happy, even in, in, in a, the mad downturn that was 2008, which is absolutely terrible. But um, you know, that's probably the biggest lesson is always buy for value. Don't be stupid about buying stuff just to get into something. It's just ridiculous. You know? Yep. Absolutely. And of course, yeah, and cash flow. So you're in the syndication business primarily in the Cleveland market there, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, what are some of the things that uh, is attractive about that market? What are some of the things that you can share just with our listeners that, that's not familiar with Ohio and with Cleveland besides the Browns and let LeBron James played for the Cavaliers there, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. It, you know, it's funny because Cleveland is, is still somewhat of a secret, right? It's... Yeah. Um, so like I, like I just touched on a bit ago, you know, in that last recession, Cleveland held its own, right? Many of these Midwest cities, they do just that. Yeah. But one of the biggest things that, that investors want to, you know, one of the reasons why they go into a city is for jobs, right? They want to make sure there's plenty of employment because where there's employment, there's activity, where there's activity, there's money, right? Yep. You go downtown right now, and I think we're talking in the green room, and we're talking about how you went, you came in for for a family event. There's not really a whole lot going on. I was uh, actually talking to a friend of mine. They, um, a couple friends, they they own a construction company and they own some very significant buildings downtown. Yeah. Five years ago, the place is a ghost town. You wouldn't, you don't want to walk in the city. 
back then. Now it's thriving. There's people everywhere. It's just, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of commerce. Whatever there's commerce, there's density, there's money, there's jobs. That's what it means. Yep. And aside from that, the types of jobs, primarily healthcare. Cleveland Clinic is down there, right? Mm-hmm. As long as there's people, there's going to be a need for health no matter what, right? right? So that's, you know, it's very different than some, some other places where they rely on, say, manufacturing, for instance, right? But yep. uh, in this case, there's, there's plenty of that going on. There's, the Cavaliers are still a, a winning team. They're still doing very well for themselves. And Dan Gilbert, he believes in them too, that he's so much so that he's, he's actually building uh, some large multifamily projects downtown as well, right? And so are we. So it's um it's one of those things that there's there's a lot of there's a lot of drive and a lot of um a lot of jobs co- going into the city right now it's just people aren't even aware of it though that's the thing they're, they're right now they're concentrated on north carolina south carolina they're they're concentrated on uh texas i think is another big market uh a lot of and a lot of money from the coasts are coming into those places which is fine. I mean, those are, those are great markets, but one that's still somewhat sleepy and quiet is Cleveland. People aren't even aware of it. And what a, what a like, how can I say, like what a busy city that was at one stage in the US, right? Yeah. It's quite amazing to see some of the older cities that used to play such a big part of the framework of the United States of connecting, you know, East versus, and the Midwest to the, to the West, right? Um, and it, there's obviously a lot of reasons why it kind of changed, but it's great to see that these cities, I mean, you walk around in Cleveland, the buildings are spectacular. Yeah. Some of the stuff that's downtown there. And you could see that there was just so much going on at one stage. So it's really exciting to see that there's a lot of jobs moving back there. Um, and there's a lot of other developments and, and, and complementary businesses now opening up because of all the people moving there for the jobs. That's right. That's right. It's, it's absolutely huge. I mean, there's still plenty of vacancies down there. And however, the people that own these vacant buildings, when you're, once you're talking about, <clears throat> they, the people that own them, they're aware, they know what's going on. So, uh, you know, finding the value at this point is, is becoming a little tough to do. Yeah. But, uh, but they're still out there. You know, they're still out there. Just got, it takes a little more effort to find them, you know. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I really, I, I'm very thankful that that uh, to be here because this this there's so much going on here, so much positive growth going on in a place like this. It, uh, you know, now some people say that they would they they um, they could be anywhere on the planet. Anybody could be anywhere on the planet. I don't mind being here. There's a lot of good stuff happening. A lot of good stuff happening. It's a great place. Now, from a uh well, from an investor's perspective, is there a framework that you use, a checklist when you guys are evaluating deals? What does a good deal look like for you guys? And um, once you find one, what's your strategy? What What is your secret sauce? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So, I mean, aside from looking for the jobs, looking for crime stats and things like that, you know, the basic demographic which most most syndicators are looking for. Uh, deal structure can vary depending on the deal, right? So, for instance, a typical deal structure might be like a 70-30 split in favor of the investor. Uh, we're targeting a minimum of 10% cash on cash return. Uh, that's the minimum. That's what we usually tell investors, but you know, it's between you and me, MC. It's usually a little more, but I can't really say that. <laughs> but, uh, 15% IRR is the minimum too that we're, we're also targeting. We look to do a refi in some, somewhere between years two and five. 
uh, we in, in that refi, we're looking to return at least 60% of the investor's principal uh, with a 10-year hold, right? So it's, yep. it's a vanilla, plain vanilla, very straightforward type of syndication model, uh, 8% pref, um, you know, 50-50 split afterwards. That's, that's after the 8% is, is paid, you know? So it's a uh, you know, very simple, no, no, no smoke and mirrors, nothing crazy about how we do our setups. You know, it's very, very easy. So, um, and like I said, in this market right now, to find a decent, a nice, decent property, a good class C that's performing, I don't know, 32, 33 a door, uh, your rents are going to be sitting at, anywhere between, you know, 580 to 620 in that neighborhood, you know, for a good working class C property, you know, it'll be, that thing will, will perform just fine, you know, good, strong cash flow. And the good thing is, is that even when there is an economic slowdown, which people keep saying it's coming, um, it's, it'll still perform just fine. I mean, we're talking five, you know, 600 bucks a month in rent. I mean, it's not like it's all that much, right? Yeah. And, and the way that these people live, it's it's not like it's it's not a terrible place. It's a fine older building. Right. It looks fine. It's you, you wouldn't mind living there, you know. And uh, yeah, that's why it's like it's it's just a great place. It's a great place to do this type of asset class, you know. It just is. You're listening to the Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is a show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. My friend Dave Zook from The Real Asset Investor says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. The Real Asset Investor team creates value for investors looking for higher yield returns from ATM machines and sell storage investments. Their syndications offer attractive investment opportunities that produce strong cash flow, equity growth, huge tax incentives. They are truly passive and managed by a world-class team. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities The Real Asset Investor offers, such as their ATM and sell storage syndications, please visit cashflowninja.com forward slash real asset investor. MC Lobsher, the creator of the Cashflow Ninja and Cashflow Coach at Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate infinite banking with their business and investments. To learn how you can create your own banking system to turbocharge your investments and business in 30 days or less, go to yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is a show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. Now let's return to our interview. And the cost of living is also not that high in Correct. Cleveland itself, right? Yeah. Maybe you can yeah. speak to that because some folks hear 500 bucks a month. It's like, no, no, no. It's a little bit different. The entire, this is such a big country for our international listeners that's out there. The United States is just enormous. I mean, yeah. you don't realize how big it is until you travel around from one city to another. Um, and there's a lot of different markets and places, but maybe speak to this, the, the cost of living uh, in, in there, it's still very, very affordable for folks to to live there, even though 
there's a ton of people moving there for all of these jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll offer the listeners some perspective as well. So uh, as you pointed out, I'm originally from Canada and I've had the pleasure of living everywhere from, let's see here, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, New York City, Baltimore, uh, where else have I lived? Indianapolis, of course, here. Uh, this is lived, not visited, lived. Yep. And I'm missing some places too. I, I'm missing other places, right, that have actually lived, right? So living in New York, for instance, has, has its own its own challenges, right? Aside from the taxation, for instance, on, on, in your car, right? In terms of getting all these tags and getting all that, we don't have that here in, Mm -hmm. in in Ohio. Just, I mean, you have to get tags, but that's about it. Um, The cost of living here for food, for clothing, for all those things, again, much lower here to begin with, let alone the taxation rates are much lower here too, Mm -hmm. right? Compared to other places that I've lived. Um, the it's also fairly landlord friendly. I mean, not as landlord friendly as say as a Texas, but still landlord friendly. Still not bad, you know. Yeah. So I mean, all all that equates to an easier time to do business, right? It's, it's much easier because again, if it were hard to be a landlord here, then you have to build all those costs into the rent, yeah, right? Yeah. That's 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 the thing. I mean, ultimately, if if it's a pain for me to turn these these units because the city is putting up a fight every time I want to evict uh, uh, someone for not paying the rent, I got to yeah. take all that and build it right back into the rent, mm-hmm. right? But because it's so much easier to do business here, I don't have to do all that, right? right? And and here, uh, there's certain submarkets. Uh, right now, we're only buying in primary and secondary markets, so it's going to be basically uh, Cleveland and Akron. You know, that's uh, that's that's where I'm buying right now. Akron gotcha. is actually even more landlord friendly <laughs> than Cleveland is. And, uh, and typically, depending on where you go in Akron, the rents may actually be a little more. You know? mm-hmm. So uh, there's a, a little deal that we bought uh, in a place called Cuyahoga Falls. A beautiful little deal. It's uh, 76 units, paid only $3 million for it. I mean, you can't beat that. You just yeah. can't beat it. It's a, it's a C-class property in a B-class area. Beautiful deal. Beautiful yep. deal. Love it. Love that deal. So, and again, uh, a lot of, a lot of activity and it's very easy for me to, to evict people if I wanted to, um, and not have to build those costs in, uh, the, the cost of water utilities, all that is far less expensive too. It's just, it's just less expensive to live here overall compared to a place like a place like New York city or, or a Florida or even Baltimore for that matter. Cause I lived there for a short time in Baltimore. I wouldn't consider like, a place, a destination spot. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And I also just want to put in perspective, it's so funny that you bring up the car tags and stuff for your car in New York City. So for our international listeners out there, um, it's like 20 bucks plus just to go from New Jersey through the toll, basically yeah. into into Manhattan. And then by the way, you get hit on the, on the, on the way out as well. So you're looking at like 40 plus, I, I don't even remember what the last time I checked it, but it's like 40 plus bucks just to go in and out of Manhattan. Right. And then you've got to get hit up for parking, which is not <laughs> cheap by any means or cost affordable. So it's interesting that you brought that up because I was like, yeah, that's, that's one of the big cities that you totally get hit just by bringing a car into the city, right? Right. And then you have the time, you know, because when you're sitting behind the wheel for an hour to get through the tunnel, sometimes an hour to get through the Lincoln tunnel, that's time that you're losing in in terms of productivity. People seem to forget that. 
You know, yep. that's time that you're, you're, you're never going to get that time back ever. Right. There's not enough money on this planet that will buy you back time. Yep. Right? None. And you're wasting it in, in a tunnel, right? And you're losing productivity. So it's like, it's, yeah. And I, I, when I used to live there, I remember when I took the tunnel for the first time through there, <laughs> I paid 20 bucks. I'm like, oh my God, this is insane, right? And then it gets you on the way back. I, I know it's only $40. But uh, like I said, I mean, that's just one small example. It's, it's death from 10,000 cuts is what it is over yep. there, you know. And hey, listen, I love New York. I, and there's days I really, really miss it. But you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm fine being here for the time being. You know, I'll, I'll visit. I'm going to visit New York is what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, and I think like a, a good lesson here for listeners too is to put yourself in the position of the people that is renting your apartments, Right. And think about these little things um, and that, you know, in the markets that you're in, in the markets that you look at, um, you are like very busy. You're flying around to speaking at a lot of events, uh, have had a lot of success. And again, you know, well, it's nothing comes easy, like you said before and too, right? It's not rainbows and unicorns. What are uh, some of the things that are working in your life personally and in business and why do they work? You know, the, this is going to sound so cliche, but the daily reading of, of applying your time to actually read and take in new information. I, I think that for many, for many of us, and I was like the same way too, up until several years ago, after college, we put the books down, pencils down, everyone. Yep. You're, now you're going to go work at this job that you hate for the next 40 years. Yep. Right? That's, that's what, don't read any more books. You might read some crappy you know, newspaper that, that feeds your mind with garbage. Yep. The self-development is stopped, right? We stop reading books. We stop, uh, we passively listen to podcasts and I have a podcast too. So it's, it's very different than actively listening and, and really engaging with what, with what the listeners are saying, what the host is saying and really absorbing it. I'm, I'm saying like applying and gaining new knowledge that that has that has tremendously changed my life. I cannot stress enough that the study of psychology of sales nothing to do with real estate. Yep. I, mean, I did study that as well, but understanding the the human the human aspect coming from a guy that did a, a lot of IT stuff and my my background is engineering of all things, so it's very like you know cold and, and machine like so to speak. And reintroducing the human element again, that, that totally changed my life. That totally yeah. changed my life right there. And, and acquiring new information, uh, reading books. As a matter of fact, we have a book list uh, that um, if, they, if you text books to, to a number, we'll talk about that later. Uh, I'll give you the book list that I started off with and, uh, and it keeps growing too. So it, these are books that changed my life. And I often... You know what else I've done is I've taken these same books. I actually have a, a library that I'm building for my son. So when he gets older, he won't have to go through the same thing I did. It's like the books are already set aside for him, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably the, the one thing that, that and, of course, writing out my affirmations, visualizing what my future is, you know, in, in the present. And that's, that's where people don't do enough of that. You know, I have, I have a vision board here in my studio right now. I got a, I got a vision board uh, right here to my right. And I look at this vision board every single day and, and, I, and I, I take it and I put myself in those scenarios 
You know, I, I'm, I'm, we have the villa in, in Colombia. We have the nice cars. We have the material aspects. I have my time. Again, you know, you can, you can never get back your time. That's, that's, that's probably the biggest thing that I can stress to all your listeners. We, we often live like we have an unlimited amount of time and we don't. We don't have time. We're running out. We're running out, you know. That, and that's how true wealth is measured, right? In time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Warren, Warren Buffett can't buy any more time. That's right. <laughs> that's, and he's, that's, he's, he's, he's what, 93 years old, I think? 94 years old or something It's like that? the sad reality of all of this. Yeah. Him and Charlie Munger, it's like they can't yeah. take their money and exchange that for time. That's right. That's right. So they gotta, like another 10, 15, 20 years. And, and they got to make the most of it. And that's the thing though, guys, it's, we, we're, we're, we are all running out of time. And, and, and this is, this is why it's like, I was sold the same bag of goods that many of the listeners were sold. You know, you have to mm-hmm. you go to some, you're going to sit down at this desk as a child and you're going to shut up. You're going to learn from, you're going to read this textbook. Don't make any mistakes. Keep your mouth yeah. quiet and don't talk to anybody. Right. <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And, and most of it look, looks like prisons, right? Yeah. Drive by, there's actually a guy that might have posted a video of it. Like, basically, guess whether if it's a school or a prison. And most of the stuff people get wrong. They're yeah. like, no, that kind of looks like a prison. No, no, that's actually a school. Yeah. Um, but so one of, the, one of the, the concepts that I love too is Tony Robbins talks about that decade in a day kind of concept, right? The collapsing time and, and books is a very good way of doing that because you basically download 10, 15, 20 years, maybe even more of knowledge of a particular person. You, you have the ability to download that information um, just by consuming that book and, and studying that book. Mentors is another one. So when you got into syndication and you got studying and you were active in uh, real estate networks and meetups and, you know, all of that kind of stuff, can you speak to uh, the role of uh, mentorship and, and that, and the impact that that's had on your journey? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. So it's funny because when, when this attorney friend told me about this whole syndication concept, he, he was, he was not an SEC attorney. He just was aware yeah. of it because he's an attorney. You know, it's, it's usually attorneys are aware of other, of other subject matter. And um, I had to figure it out on my own, you know? So I turned to Sam Zell and Robert Kiyosaki. I chose two mentors and only two mentors. I didn't jump from podcast to podcast, from book to book to book to book. I didn't do any of that yep. stuff. I focused on two guys and I tried to find as much as I could or at least until like, I think I, I, I got enough, then I switched it to two new mentors, right? And um, at, at first, it wasn't to learn syndication as much as it was to learn the mindset. The mindset is far more important than the syndication aspect. The syndication is just rules, right? Yeah. You can call your SEC attorney and they'll, they'll give you the various options of how you, how you the same way we set up our, our structure ours. Ours, again, very plain Jane, very vanilla, no secrets, nothing, you know, most, most of the popular syndicators, they do the same thing we do, right? Nothing crazy. Yeah. That part's easy. The hard part is the mindset. And that's what a good mentor is going to help reinforce. We, we reinforce that in our program as well. You know, we, we, we try to get people to change their vision. I mean, there's, there's one, of, one of our students, he is a, a big shot, high level guy, C-level guy at a very prominent 
prominent company here in Cleveland. I can't disclose any information because he's the only guy that works at a very, very big company of 10,000 plus employees, right? And he's a C-level guy. Yeah. He's got the money. He's got the smarts. Why am I talking to him, right? It's because he didn't have the mindset. So I help him get the mindset. I help him build his confidence. And I was calling on brokers. He, he just put a deal, put an offer on a deal uh, just yesterday. You know, his first deal. So we'll see if he gets it or not, right? But he would not have been able to do that without a mentor like, like me, basically help pushing him along to do that. And the, the need for mentors is so huge, but they don't have to be an actual person. I mean, and that's where it comes down to what I said earlier is, is that making that decision and committing to that decision, I committed. So for me, I had, I had no other choice, right? I yeah. had to do something because... It, you know, I had the box and I'm, I'm done. I'm working for these other, these crappy companies. And now I'm, you know, out back out in the wilderness. I can either send out resumes for the rest of my life, or I can actually take a stand and, and do something. And I trained, I trained like hell, man. That's, that's how I did it. I just yeah. trained. That's how I had to do it. And like I said, I think that the big part of it is, is that focus on, I focused on two mentors. That's it. Just two, two's the maximum in my opinion learn everything I could, switch to, to new ones. Then I think after I did that, then I focused on, on syndicate, syndicators, specifically syndicators, right? We have a great yeah. podcast. You have a great podcast. I mean, find somebody, anybody. I mean, I go into, the, I go into some of the technical aspects of syndication on, on ours. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to. I mean, you can learn any which way you want. Some people learn from different ways from different people, you know? And uh, some people might not like my podcast, like your podcast, super. They don't like the sound of my voice. I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> Find two. That's all I'm saying. Find two and make a decision and learn. Learn as much as you can. Mentors is, is an amazing way to do it. Absolutely. Now, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? You know, I would say mine are very simple. The first one is just applying some integrity, you know, and, and by integrity, meaning self-integrity that you, you, you're true to yourself. You're true to, uh, you, if you make promises to yourself, you keep those promises. And if the same thing goes to the people you communicate with on, on the outside world, outside of, outside of your own mind, yep. where if you say you're going to call someone back, call them back. You know, whether it's deliver good news or bad. If you say you're going you're gonna to take, uh, take care of a problem, take care of an issue, take care of that problem, take care of that issue. F make sure you follow up the way you're supposed to follow up. But th that integrity is something that is very, very hard to gain and very, very easy to lose. And, uh, and people see it. That's, how, that's, a, that's the social currency that many people totally underestimate. Uh, secondarily, uh, there's a, a what the famous president uh, trust but verify, you know. In, in our world, yep. And especially in the world of real estate, unfortunately, you know that that integrity that I just mentioned is is um, somehow sometimes hard to come by. So you really have to trust what they're saying, trust what the seller is saying, you know, and trust what people are telling you. But always verify what it is that they're saying too. That's why you you perform your diligence. You 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 really you really have to get them to earn your trust, right? The same thing goes not only with just buying a building, same thing goes with, with your partnerships and with your friends. It's, it's, that part is, is, is all encompassing. And, um, 
you know, I learned early on in my, in my life as a, as, a, as a young man that I used to give away my trust very, very easily as somewhat naive, maybe as a naive Canadian, I don't know, but, uh, you know, um, people, people see and take advantage of it. So you have to just watch it, trust, but verify. And then third, you know what? I would say that for me personally, I want to leave a legacy, right? So it's, it's much different than what most people on your show probably say is that I want my sons, sons, sons to know my name, right? To build something that big, you got to work your butt off. You have to, right? And I'm laying out the entire infrastructure to do that. We're doing the YouTube videos. We're doing the, the podcasts we're doing. Now we're, now we're getting into books. We're getting into other media and I'm not doing it not only to help other people and help investors know who we are and understand what we're doing. It's a playbook. It's a, it's a, it's an instruction manual for my, for my son is what it is. I hope that he wants to do this, you know, cause yeah. this is a lot of fun, but it's an instruction manual. Yeah. Right. And imagine having your dad tell you how to do, how to build this business. How cool would that be? Right. Yep. But the, the ultimate point of that is to build to have a vision, to have something that's so, so big that will keep you motivated. That's what it is, you know, because if, if your vision and your dreams are too small, it's not going to get you motivated to, to get out of bed in the morning, you know, and that's, and that's the thing. You know, right now we're motivated just to survive for the most of the 40-hour work week people, you know. You're motivated because if you don't get to work, someone's going to point their finger in your face and fire you, right. right? But if you have something that's so big, that is so drastic, that's life-changing, oh, yeah, you're going to get out of bed. You're going to keep building, and it's going to be awesome. Absolutely. And that's when I remember you and I connected through that conversation because we both have the same mindset as in like, you know, even my other show, Cashflow Investing Secrets, is kind of chopping it down in 10 minutes, but it's all little, it's an instruction manual, as you said, right? Yep. For, for my kids as well. Where can, where can uh, listeners learn more about you? Where can they follow you? Where can they reach out to you? And I know you've got an ebook that you that you wanted to share with them as well. Where can they get a hold of you and all of the the resources that you? Yeah, 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 have? yeah, absolutely. So bulletproofcashflow.com. Uh, you can subscribe subscribe to the, to uh, our channel there. Uh, we have a, a daily newsletter that goes out. Uh, we also on Facebook. Uh, we have a group there too. So go ahead and subscribe to that. We have a Facebook page. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Instagram. Everything's at, fa- at uh, Bulletproof Cashflow. Uh, and like you said, there's, um, uh, we're giving away an ebook. It's a free ebook on, on how to talk to brokers. For some of the listeners out there, maybe they're just beginning. They're a little bit skittish about talking to a broker. And this is just like, a, it's a high level guide and what you can do to help overcome some of those, some of those issues and maybe get a phone call back. You know, yep. so, if, so if they text FREEDOM to 216-777-2084, uh, along with your name and email address, then I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll send out this, this ebook to you. And then uh, the other, the, the, the list of books that I mentioned earlier that changed my life anyway, if you text books along with your name and email address, that same phone number, 216-777-2084, uh, we'll go ahead and send you the link for that as well. And we're adding books that one all the time. So as, as a list gets updated, uh, we'll be sure to send out updates on that as well. So yeah, it's going to be uh, two, two good things that I hope that your audience really gets a, gets a, a kick out of. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing those. And thank you so much again for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. It's been a blast connecting with you in person and having you in the show, my friend. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, man. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic market and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Thank you again for joining me on the Cashflow Ninja. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here, please subscribe, rate, and write a review for our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at CashflowNinja.com. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. Until next time, my friend, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.